We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night on We Are Women, Beauty Redefined. I am so excited for tonight's interview featuring Mayan Davis, who is a choreographer, dancer, motivator, and influencer. If you know Mayan, you know that she is the first one to get up and dance at a party or event and encourage everyone to join her. So I assumed that she was always like that. But during this interview, Mayan shared with me something that was very surprising, which is that she wasn't always this way. She actually had to work to come out of her shell and overcome her fear of singing and talking on a mic in public. Mayan also spoke about when she first realized how she could express herself through dance and movement and recognized the power of her body. Mayan shared her view on body confidence how she learned to love parts of her body that she was self-conscious about in the past, and how she works to raise her daughters to love their bodies. We spoke about how imperfections make us beautiful, and the fact is that we tend to notice our own imperfections that no one else notices, and how Mayan's best friend of 30 years never noticed something that she was so self-conscious about for decades until Mayan literally pointed it out to her. Mayan and I also bonded over our gummy smiles and spoke about being self-conscious about that feature and how our uniqueness is really what makes us beautiful. Mayan spoke about how she encourages her dance students to love the different parts of themselves and how self-talk helped her come to a place of body confidence and self-love. Mayan also shared how it took her a while to get used to talking on Instagram without anxiety and how we often see the results, but not the process it takes to get there. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. Mayan shared a lot that she never talks about, so I can't wait for you to learn a lot about her, learn about yourself, and be inspired. So I was super shy, um, but it's super ambitious at the same time. So like I, like I wanted to do what I wanted to do, but I would be so shy to get there because I was like so shy. Like I wouldn't, like I, I would have limits because I'm like, I want to sing and dance on stage, but I couldn't do it because I was so shy. So like I had had dreams and I was very ambitious to get there. And um, I got there eventually. It just took a lot of time. <laughs> right, right. That's actually very surprising to hear um, because now you're the first one in the room to start dancing and performing <laughs> and singing, right? So, so tell me about your journey to get to that place of confidence. So I first, like throughout my childhood, like I was known more for my singing. So I would go and I would sing and I, I like, I didn't like, I would, I would tremble like before anything. Like I, I couldn't even like enjoy the moment cause I was so scared. Um, over time I went more into dancing and like, even as a dancer, like I'd have to motivate and talk on a mic. And the first few times I would not even use a mic. I would just like hand motion. I look like a crazy person trying to like get everyone to like join me. 
I was so scared to talk on a mic. I don't even know. Like, I, I can't even tell you how I felt like as, as I was like, about to say something and then slowly over time I started with like you know hey everyone and like and then did my dance and like more words and more words came out and I don't know at what point I just cracked out of my shell but like I know today I'm not that shy person I am still shy around people like let's say we're in a crowd and we're at a wedding I won't go to everyone and say hi everyone like I am <laughs> still something but like I still but I still have that like place where I know I'm confident which is where I go on stage and just dance it out. Um, and I just feel so, it's such a good feeling that I was able to get through it. Cause as a kid, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through it. I'm not, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to do this because this is what I love. And, and I got there. It was took time. It wasn't like a, you know, told myself I'm going to do it. And like the next day, it took me a, a couple of years to get there. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. That's actually really inspiring for people, especially, you know, when you want to get somewhere, you want to reach a certain goal, but you're so scared. So just listening to your story is, should be so inspiring to know that it can be done, you know, with, if you're motivated and, you know, there's no real trauma there, I guess we would say, because right. that would, you know, require therapy and whatever, but um, just like your self-talk and your motivation got you to where you, you wanted to, to be, which is so cool. Right. Literally me telling myself, you got this, you're a superhero, you're a super warrior. You want to do this. You can do it. Like that was my little pep talks. So <laughs> like you can go like the first time I went, like, I, I remember like I was performing with Keener and Leah Foster and I would not even like say a word. And then like the next show I like took the mic and like, it was just like the best feeling to be able to like, like I sweated as I was saying, I didn't sweat from dancing. <laughs> I sweated from saying a few words on a mic and like, and then slowly it just like got better. It was hysterical that I would sweat from talking, not from dancing. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so funny. Did, did you also have to get used to the dancing in public or is that more natural? No, for some reason, dancing was more natural for me. I, something that I guess I feel like more confident about, um, it was the talking and just, you know, in the beginning, also dancing with people. I always had to have people behind me, like, to, you know, I guess, cause I had like, you know, confidence, no confidence I could do by myself, but over time I'm like, okay, I could do this. I would put like a harsh, but like I had a little solo where I did my thing. And I'm like, this felt good. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, I always had like my team behind me. Like I wasn't able to do it alone because I, I just needed them. That's so funny. So you teach dancing, right? And you have this, this academy. So you must have some sort of extra empathy for girls who are nervous to perform because of what you've been through. Of course. I still have a little bit of that fear for singing, but, but like when it comes to dance, I totally, I, I, I feel for them so much when I, they're like about to go on stage and we usually do like some sort of recital or perform somewhere. And I, I, I could feel they're, they're like, their pain of being nervous. But I'm like, no, you got this. I don't have to give them the same pep talk I give myself. Like, you've got this. Don't worry. It's going to be amazing. You're going to feel like you're going to get after. Like, I'm like, you know, it's, it, it, it's a buildup. It's not only like these performances, it builds our confidence, like, you know, slowly. So eventually we get there. It just, you know, it just takes time. <laughs> for sure. For sure. No, it's so, it's so nice when you're in that position that you've been through similar stuff right. for your students because you really could, like, they, because I'm sure they feel it also. Like they feel the empathy from you and sympathy and encouragement. And, and it's just, it's great. It's awesome. Right. No, and also I, I know that whoever knew me for so long knows that I used to be like super like nervous. And like the fact that I was able to get through it shows like it's it's a huge thing to get through. Like being a nervous person, it's not something that you can just change. It's like, it's like, it's a learned personality change. Like, like telling yourself over and over and over, you can do it, you can do it. So I feel like anyone can. They just have to like, pep talk themselves <laughs> and then to put themselves out there too it's not just about you know staying hidden they have to kind of put themselves out if that's what they want 
For sure. Yeah. Do you have any tips for, you know, getting out of your comfort zone? So the first step is to just put yourself out there, even if it's something small, like it's not, you're never, you're never going to get through that, like, like nervousness or afraid or whatever it is. If we don't try, if, we keep, if you're nervous, it's one thing, but if you don't try to put yourself out there, you're going to still be nervous. So like, if you do it once, then it slowly you get a little bit less nervous and the next time a little bit less. And eventually after doing it so many times, it's going to just get, you're going to get like immune to it. So you're going to be able to do it with confidence and be like, I got this. I'm good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's interesting because I think that we've all experienced, you know, that, that struggle of trying to get out of our, out of our comfort zones and having, you know, that being a challenge for us, but not everybody has actually gotten out of their comfort zone because if something's not important enough, to you, you're not going to do it. Right. So something has to be important enough to you to, and, and I think we have to be honest with ourselves because there are people like, Oh, I wish I could do that, but I just, I'm too nervous because of X, Y, and Z or whatever. And it's like, if you really want it, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I always think you really want it. You will get there. Cause sometimes they just say like, some people have like talents, like they're dancers, singers, like by nature, but they're just, they're not passionate about it. There's also the passion part. So you won't get there if the passion's not there. You have to be passionate plus, you know, then you'll get through the nervousness and all that stuff that comes with that. But it's, I think passion is the main word. Like you have to have the passion for it and that will get you through the whatever afraid or nervous or, you know, issues you have. Yes, for sure. For sure. So let's go back a little bit. What inspired you to actually become a dancer? So first of all, I love, since I was so shy, I loved that I was able to express myself without saying a word all through my dance. Like that was like my best feeling, like being able to be on stage and like give me a full story of like what I'm trying to like tell you, but like through my movements, like as a shy person, that's like a huge, like, I don't know why I wasn't shy to dance, but that was like a huge, like that was a big part for me, like being able to express myself without words. Um, obviously through time, besides my dance, I became a motivator. So that needed words because you need to motivate with words too, but <laughs> But that was like my biggest thing of why I got inspired to be, to be able to dance. Um, honestly, like I said, I was known for my singing before I was known for my dancing and the, like, just to get into the dance, I loved the feeling of it. Like I started watching videos and teaching myself videos from like YouTube. And I, I'm like, I got that. I could do this. Like, especially in our community, like I was, you know, watching hip hop videos and I'm like, this is new to me, but I got it. I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And I would go to like, and I would, I would once in a while go to like class here or there just to see like am I just thinking that I'm okay? Or like, do I really know what I'm doing? And, and, I, and I would be in the same level as some people who, you know, have been taking classes for a long time. So I did really, like I self-taught myself a lot of stuff, but like I realized it wasn't just a passion. It was also like a talent that I had. So I'm like, let me pursue this. Let me do something with it. So that there, then it became a business without me even making it a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yes, everyone loves watching you dance. It's so funny because when we had that get together at your house a couple months ago, I remember. I don't know. I think I was sitting next to your sister actually. And I'm like, look how she moves her body. It's just so nice. Like, and she's like, I know because like sit her all day and watch her. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it was just, it's so fun to watch. There's something. So there is something very special about watching someone express themselves through dance because it's your body. And there is a level of, you know, self-confidence that you have to have. And I guess it's more of um body confidence that you have to have to be able to let yourself like just go like that. Well, it, there's really two components because it's, it's your actually body confidence, like the way that you actually look, you know, your actual body. And then 
express moving your body. That's, that's another level. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So when did you first become aware of your, of your body and you know, what it could do and in regards to like expressing yourself and your body image? So I think in high school already, I realized that I can express myself through body movements, my choreography, my dancing, all that stuff. And it was the best feeling. I loved it. And I'm like, just want to do it again and again and again. Um, And so I never stopped. So I think it was through that, that that's when I started feeling that like the feeling of expressing myself through movement is something that I just, I, I couldn't explain that feeling afterwards. It was just such a good feeling that I have to do it again. Oh, wow. Wow. That's young though. That that's cool. Cause I feel like that's very young to be aware of. I think that I, I think since I was singing for so long and then finally like went into dance at like, like I was singing from like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So like when I started getting some dance, like more seventh and eighth grade and getting heads of dance in ninth grade and 10th grade, I like I, at that point, like I was many years of it. So it wasn't like, I was like, it was many years of like, you know, like a few years of just trying to figure out the flow. And, and, and don't get me wrong, even though I was known for singing from a young age, I was like in dance in third, fourth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, on these Hagiga dances and these, all these like, you know, school performances. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, the head of dance, like until high school. Um, but I, I still, I think that since over the years, which is a bunch of years, I got to realize how much, how good it made me feel. Um, and the confidence that it brought, like dancing brought me more confidence. So in, in every aspect in my speaking also, I would be afraid to talk. <laughs> so It's so interesting how it flowed to the next thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause like I was more confident dancing than singing. So I don't know what, what the difference is, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably like, maybe, maybe you were just more confident in your body or whatever, like moving your body. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that when it comes to singing, there's so many different styles of people. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna like you. I feel like in dance, if you're good, you're good. Like if so, if you're good, there's so many different styles, but most people like watching dance. So if you, you know, so I guess that's why my confidence was like, you know, more in the dancing than the singing. Right. Like less judgment. Yeah, it is less judgment for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. So let me ask you, um, have you always been, you know, confident when it came to your body image? So growing up, I was that type of person that could eat like a million burgers and stay like fit. Um, and I was very blessed for that. But after my first kid, after my second kid, I went back down to regular rate, my regular weight. But when it came to my third kid, I like literally jumped up like to like six to eight sizes bigger than what I usually am. And that's when I like totally lost all confidence in my body. I would still dance. I would still dance big. I never stopped dancing, but I just didn't feel that full confidence that I felt like when I was, you know, fit and, you know, um, and I didn't realize my body would just, just do whatever I wanted after being, you know, fit my whole life and not realizing that like, okay, time passes, you know, this happens to your body. Um, so that's when I took upon myself to, you know, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to have a healthy lifestyle. I can't eat my 16 burgers that I ate, but as growing up, I'm going to have, I'm, I could still like, like indulge in yummy things, but like not 24 seven, like I took, like I ate healthy. I went, I worked out every day and I got to where I felt confident again. And then I just maintained for the rest of the pregnancies, the last two. Um, but definitely, it definitely wasn't. So it wasn't, my confidence wasn't there all the time. Cause like I did, you know, kind of go out of my regular zone of what I'm confident in. 
Right, right. And and how were you able to feel confident during that time before you, you know, went down to your, you know, your regular weight and then the way you that you were used to looking? So I kept telling myself that like this is this is who you are. You just went through pregnancies, like your body's adjusting, it's becoming like you're becoming like as an adult, your body changes, things yeah. happen differently. So I kept telling myself, like it's not just like my pep talks as for dancing. I kept telling myself, it's okay, you'll get there. Like I didn't expect myself to like get there the next day like this is normal you know but obviously like if I know what I was able to be like everyone should know like you know what they're able to be like no one's telling you to eat 30 burgers and then you're gonna stay like fit you know (laughs) like I knew that I was able to like like be more fit like even now when I'm fit like I still have my stretch marks and I love them but that's like but because I'm confident with who I am, where I am. And I love what it represents that I had five children and, you know, I went through all these pregnancies and it's a beautiful thing. And obviously after nursing, you know, my breasts changed and like, I'm confident in that too. Cause I know that a beautiful thing came out of it. Like I was nursing my children and, um, you know, that is able, you know, that is like a representation of what I did for my children. So like being a little bit overweight, I knew that that's something I was able to change. Like these are things that I can't change. So I'm confident in it. The things that I could change, I was able to, and I did that. I love that, by the way, that idea of things that you can't change, being confident in them, because a lot of people are very self-conscious about their stretch marks and about the way that like their breasts look after they, they, you know, nurse and have babies and what, you know, so that's a really great point to bring up because for everybody, it's different. You know, for some people it might be, it might be weight. It might be that they're big bones or, you know, whatever it is. I'm, big bone. I'm so big bone. It's crazy. <laughs> like even I'm always so frustrated because like, I'm always like next to my friend who I was fit but like I had this massive thing like her bracelet wouldn't fit around my my <laughs> my hand I'm like why so like I happen to be on big bone too but that's not something I could change so I have to be confident in it and that's what I am so I, there's nothing I can do about that right that's great I I really love that um because yeah I mean it's so interesting I love that society is kind of heading in the direction of embracing all different looks and um imperfections I guess I would say right because at the end of the day, everyone is beautiful in their own way and has things that are beautiful about them. And, you know, for so long, society was telling us that X, Y, and Z is beautiful. And this, and, you know, A, B, and C is beautiful. And if you have whatever, then it's not. And I'm so happy that people like you are coming out and saying, no, like, you know, the stretch marks are beautiful and, you know, being, so it's just, it's great. Yeah. I love that. No, it's, everyone should be confident with, with the, that's their body. That's something they can do about that. That's, you know, that's coming from different parts of your life that you experience. And that's like memories, you know, it's like, a, what's that word? Like, you know, that I can't even remember the word, like the thing that like, well, like you see the stretch marks, you remember like what you went through. Like, that's like a big, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like scars, you know, people, even, you know, people are self-conscious about scars and I'm like, you literally those are warrior scars those are yeah like even the and like that I was actually just talking to Diana Falzo the journalist from Vanity Fair who's part of who's on the board of the Endo Foundation and you know she's a very big part of it she produces their Endo TV and you know is a journalist for them and um basically she was talking about the scars the Endo scars because a lot of the women get surgery right and we were discussing how it's so beautiful you know we don't have to have the smooth skin to be beautiful. The scars are part of what they've been through and have changed them and, you know, made them who they are today. So. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like the stretch marks are what you went through. And that's like the most beautiful thing in the world. Your breasts changing over time because your nurse is a beautiful thing that you went through, you know? Um, And 
that's why I think that anyone, everyone should be confident with their bodies, um, however they are, because that's, I'm saying with all the things that they've gone through, it's, it's so important. Yeah, for sure. And so you have five kids. How do you bring up your daughters? I know they're still young, right? But um, how do you bring up your daughters to love and appreciate their bodies and have body confidence in this generation of social media and pressures and all those stuff? Well, this is 11. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old daughter. And even my daughter, like, recently came to me before camp. She's in sleepaway now. She's like, mommy, why are my bones so big? Like, why? Like, it's just how we're built. I'm like, why do I have big arms? Like, even when we were skinny, we always had like bigger arms and just part of like how we were structured. I'm like, that's a beautiful thing that represents who you are. Like I'm saying, I'm very into giving, you know, I'm very into like loving yourself for who you are. And I, and I try to instill that into my children so they can, you know, be confident with who they are. Um, and just, you know, I try to be a role model to them, but like, you know, eating healthy and trying to take care of my body. And at the same time, this is what God gave me. This is what I, this is what I should embrace, you know? So I try to teach that to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I still remember um, after college, I was about to go home. We were about to go home, right? All the girls. And, um, and one of my friends was very nervous. She kept saying like, oh my gosh, my mom is going to send me to the gym the second I get home. <laughs> And I felt so bad for her. And I was just thinking like, what, you know, it's such a shame that some, that, that it has to be like that with some parents versus the moms that say to their kids like you, you know, um, that's just the way that, that some of us are made and you're beautiful. And it's just, it's so nice to, to see that, you know? Right. No, it definitely is. I think that it's important that people build their kids confidence that way, like growing up. Cause like, some people are just structured to be a little bit more bulkier. doesn't mean that, you know, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing for them. Like, you know, doesn't mean that they should bring them down and try to do everything it takes. Obviously, I think it's very important to keep a healthy lifestyle. Um, but as long as you're trying, then that's who you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're all surrounded by different people growing up, right? Different role models, different women, different girls, right? In school, whatever. How have the people in your life contributed to the way that you see yourself? I think I was more like in my, my husband is like the biggest one who's like made me feel like I'm beautiful no matter what. Like, I think he's the one who throughout our marriage married 13 years, over 13 years, he always would say, you're beautiful no matter what you do. Um, and that was a very big factor. And I guess not necessarily my role model, but like the person who inspired me to like be confident in who I am and like on a daily basis gives me that support to be confident. That is so beautiful to hear. I love that. And- <laughs> it was <performance. laughs> But I have to say, so we've discussed in the past about smiling with our gums, right? And it's something that I actually, I think I posted about it. I'm not sure if I did because I was going to, and then I might have chickened out, but whatever. Basically that's been a struggle for me personally, because my gums show heavily in pictures when I, or like when I laugh, like, it's like, I'm like, oh my God, like my gums show. And I've had to, I've had to learn how to love that. And I know that, that you have a similar thing like your gums also show and you you haven't done anything about it either <laughs> so my gums is also one of my biggest struggle when I smile you see like tons of my gums but my job being a motivator is you have to smile and so <laughs> I had no choice but to become confident in my smile um you know like I I think that everyone has to be confident in their smile even if they see gums or not that's like how like that is like an actual creation of God that you cannot change like you cannot change your smile like that's just what it is I mean you could change your smile but that's like a lot of work <laughs> there's ways to do it but like everyone should be confident with the way they smile, even with their gums coming out 
I never, I don't know if that was ever really such a struggle for me as much as like other things, but like this, because I, I, I just always smiled. So like, even with my gums, like my, 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 like, so my mother made fun of me, but I'll still smile through it. And when I laugh, you see my gums, you see my gums. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause at one point I, um, I got a message from a, I hope if they're listening, they just know that I love them. And mm-hmm. I was, this was not taken, like, I wasn't offended by it. Cause I had been thinking about it, but this Botox place, whatever, um, plastic surgery kind of place messaged me to collaborate and that they wanted to, they offered me lip filler and, and, um, a little Botox to, for the gum situation. And I actually decided to take them up on it. So I tried it. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like before COVID and I did it and listen, they were great. They did a great job. The thing is, is that I did not feel like myself. And I also felt very stiff. So I'm not, I, I'm not going to say that I'll never, like never say never. I'm not going to say that I'm never going to do anything, but right. for now I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like over time, you, there are things to do to help you get to that confidence, but most of the time it's things that, it, I mean, it seems that you shouldn't have to do because you should be confident in who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, it's, it's, it's about, you know, society decided that the most beautiful smile is teeth and, and lips, right? No gums. All right. But why did they decide that? You know, I'm just, I was like, come to decide differently because I smile with my teeth and gums and everything. <laughs> right. Me too. And it's so funny because let me ask you, like, how often do you get what a beautiful smile you have? I get that often enough. I do get See, that. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> so like people, people think like, that's why I was saying it's not the biggest struggle for me because people have said, maybe it's because I smile a ton, but people <laughs> have said that you have such a beautiful smile, keep on smiling. It could be they're just saying that, you know, because like it's like, but, but I, I think that you also get it because you, I think you have a gorgeous smile. I don't know why you would ever think that like the gums would be an issue. Seriously. Thank you. No, I feel the same way about your smile. And thank you for saying that. And that's, I do get it a lot. And that's why I was thinking you also do because we both have very real smiles, it's authentic, warm smiles. And people don't even notice the gums unless if they're like trained in that, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but most people, they don't. And they just, they, they love it because there's something to love. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's your uniqueness. It's, uh, it's uh, I'm saying like it's that person's uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, you're the first person actually who I've talked to about this on the podcast because it's something that we have in common. And it's so interesting. Like I've never had this discussion with a fellow like gum smiler. <laughs> <laughs> funny actually. <laughs> I'm sure all you out there gums swamp smiling people is beautiful yes exactly exactly you know so you work with a lot of women and girls um as a dance teacher how do you encourage your students to get out of their heads and really embrace their bodies and and love the different parts of themselves so I think that this all comes through time like I always say like one of the biggest things like I'm a big like you know in my my own academy dance studio is that we build confidence because through time, I teach them the different movements of their body, what their body can do. I don't even think people understand what their body is capable of. And we just go through different things and and just like showing them how to move their head, their neck, their chest, you know, every part. And sometimes they feel awkward in the beginning and weird. And I feel so weird doing this. And I'm like, don't worry, it's going to come with time. Try it. Just feel weird for this time. Next time, come to me. Let's do it one more time. And like next time they'll feel even a little bit better. And by the time week 
four or five comes they're like ready moving like in this cool way where like I'm like you see you got it like you so so I think it's, it comes through time but like it's but just doing it and just like getting into that like you know feeling your body and seeing what your body can do it's it's like you could surprise yourself <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, the time thing is also such an important component because we live in such an instant generation that we're always trying to make things happen like immediately, you know? And we have to remember that things do take time. Of course. Losing weight takes time. Um, Learning a dance skill takes time. Like people think like, okay, I'm sending my daughter to your dance. And like the next day they wanted them to learn how to do like a pirouette. I'm like, that takes time. Like, like things like that, everything (laughs) takes time. So like people have to you know, know that in advance because then they give up when they, when they think that it takes, it's supposed to take two seconds and they don't, they don't get it right away. They could just give up. And it's like, don't give up. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a student who you felt like really doesn't have it? Like what it takes at all? Like, are there people out there who might want to learn how to dance, but actually cannot dance? <laughs> so I've had people who I think that will take them 10 times longer than another person in the same, like in the same age level as them. Um, I will, I try to myself make my classes according to level. It's not according to age, it's according to level, because I think that age is just a number and someone's level like is for dance. I think it's important that they're stay with their level so they can grow with that level. So someone who may take longer doesn't mean they won't ever learn. It just might take them like a really long time compared to someone who could take a shorter time. If, like I said, if someone has a passion for it, then they can do it at the end of the day. They just have to push themselves. Um, it's all, I think the main thing is always the passion. Like, like they're not going to go to dance if they don't feel like they have, like they, if they don't know what they're doing, then they won't have a passion for it. They're just doing it. Cause like their friends are doing it. Okay, great. They do it for a few classes, but that's just not a passion. That's just because their friends are doing it. So, um, so I'm not going to talk about those girls, like the girls who really want it, they'll get there. Okay. No, that's great to know. And I'm sure it's encouraging for our listeners also. Right. So, you know, we live in this society that's obsessed with, with beauty, right. And especially on social, you're on social your influencer on social, you follow accounts on social. What do you think that the society could do to make things um, easier on our girls, you know, that are growing up being influenced by their surroundings and social media? How can we help them, you know, feel more confident? So I think that um, we all use filters and that's okay to you sometimes, but I think it's important to sometimes just show who you truly are, because I think that everyone thinks that everyone's so perfect on like Instagram. Everyone's so like, has a perfect nose, has a perfect hair, has a perfect sheet of skin, but it's not really how it is. Like we all have our imperfections, which makes us beautiful. And I think that's important to show everyone, like we all have it. Like people don't even realize my, which is my biggest and hardest thing. Like you said, your gums, is, I have a crooked nose. Like some people don't even notice that with, cause I don't, I don't talk about it, but like, that's my biggest struggle. And I'm always like, as I'm taking my videos, I'm like, how should I angle it? So they don't see my crooked nose. <laughs> like it's like one of my biggest struggles. And until I tell people, they don't even realize I have a crooked nose. Cause I try to have that confidence. Like I'm confident. Like, did you ever realize? I mean, I, like, no, I was just thinking I've never noticed. <laughs> exactly. So like there's one side where it's not crooked and the other side where it is crooked. So like, I, like I'll always try to video from the side of the side. I'm sometimes like, you know what? No, they should see it. And this is one of my, you know, beautiful imperfections, which makes me who I am. So I think that like all these influences on social media, if they just show themselves, it's okay to use their, like, you know, if they just woke up and they have to say something on Instagram to use a filter, but like every so often just to like show them who you truly are. Like, like that's what I'm saying. We all have beautiful, beautiful imperfections. And you know, even till today, my biggest struggle is my nose. Like that's my struggle, not the gums, the nose. And like, if I could just get through it, like I always tell my husband, should I get like a nose job? And I'm like, no, that's my nose. So like I go back and forth. 
<laughs> so how do you deal with that with that struggle though? So I mean, it's it's those pep talks. I tell myself that that <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell myself all the time. Like, I put myself in like warrior mode all the time. I always tell, my, tell myself like I'm beautiful no matter what. I know I'm trying my best. You know, I eat healthy. I have I'm fit. So I can't change my nose. I can't change smiling with my gums. I can't change my stretch marks. I can't change my breasts that change after nursing. Like these are things that are part of what I went through. Like my nose is because I was punching the nose when I was younger. Like so, <laughs> like warrior, my aunt got punched in the nose, and I'm like, you know, I'm making dead at that point. I don't think like nose jobs were in. Like you know, when you got punched, like it's just like healing. It wasn't like you could fix it then. But like it's, I think it's just all those pep talks. I keep telling myself like, you know, there's nothing to do. But don't get me wrong, I thought plenty of times if I should get like a nose job and I don't and then I'm like people and even my best friend best friends with her since I was three years old and at the she had her own body image issues like real body image issues and she kept saying like you're perfect you're perfect you're perfect and I'm like no I'm not but what it makes me and I had to go and I told her like my imperfections and she's like I never realized that I'm like you know why you didn't realize it's because I have super confidence or I try to pretend I have super confidence to get me to there she never realized I had a crooked nose and I was best friends with her now, since we're three till my age now, like I'm 33. So like I have, was friends with her for 30 years. And she, and I think that this was at the age of like 26 that I told her about my crooked nose. Like she never, realized. and so she's like, oh, wow, you do have a crooked nose. Like, That's so funny. Like you're best friends with me for like 26 years at that point. You never realize that. The point is that if you have that confidence, people don't realize it. Like if you give off that, and, and it, it takes time to get that confidence not going to come in a day like that's something you also have to build but yeah I do have a crooked nose <laughs> that is so funny no I never realized that and yeah you're so right you're so right it's like fake it till you make it pat you're the pep talk queen apparently like just you know <laughs> give yourself those pep talks it's true by the way though because in all seriousness you know there's a huge aspect to mindset that is literally the foundation of everything in life so that's pretty much what you're doing is you're changing your mindset to no, I am beautiful. I have the confidence to do X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera. So basically that is, a, it's, it's a real thing. The pep talk idea, you know? Right. And what did they always say? Like those fitness coaches, mind over matter. Like, yeah, what they always yeah say? exactly. And it's so true because like, you don't realize what you're capable of until you actually like get in your head and like, you tell yourself that you're capable of that. Like, how do you think all these athletes do what they do? Like, that's crazy. They like literally pep talk themselves. It's, yeah. it's literally matter matter. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, no, I love that. But like, by the way, on Instagram, you should just know the first few times I ever used the app, I would be scared to talk on it. Cause I was like, maybe it was like my confidence, like, cause of my talking issues. Like I would be not a free to dance, but when I talk and after time, like that's what I'm saying, it's like took time for me to be able to like talk on it now, like without a problem. I had the same thing, like probably for a year, I would get nervous. Like actually like my heart would pound. Like, yeah, legit. my head, like I would, and I would do it and I'm like, no, not good. And I would do it again, not good. I'll do it again. And at one point I'm like, my aunt, this is who you are. Just say what you want to say and just put it on there. And the first few times I felt very weird. And after time, I'm like, okay, I, I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm becoming more confident in that. Now, now I could talk no matter what. Like, yeah, yeah. It took, it took a few years. So it's good. <laughs> same. No, seriously. Same. No, I think it's good for people to know these things because honestly, you know, it seems we only see one side. We only see the result. We, we see the after we don't see the before we don't, we don't see the, you know, the multiple times that you, that, that you're recording and then deleting or that you're, you can't see that your heart is pounding and you're like right. sweating. 
literally I told you sweaty from talking not from dancing I've got that before <laughs> right it just yeah we all go through that it's so funny I I remember I was speaking with a friend who's who's new to Instagram and she was like I can't I'm so nervous and I was like don't worry we've all been there maybe not all of us but a lot of us have been there you know right I'm ta- a lot of, by the way, a lot of these influencers are super shy in real life too. The, the fact that they're able to talk to a screen is very different than talking in real life. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So true. Okay. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that message be? Well, regarding body image, I want everyone to know that they should be confident with who they are, where they're at at that point. If they're not happy with something that can be changed, they should try to get to where they want to be, to be more confident. But if something that cannot be changed, they should be embrace it. And, and like, understand the beauty of it, whether it's your stretch marks, whether it's your breast changing after you're nursing your children, whether it's scars from different things that you've went through, um, whatever it is, your nose being a different way, your gums showing when you smile, your teeth being a little bit different. These things are beautiful and people should take them and embrace them. Um, But at the same time, if they're able to change something that they're not confident with that can be changed, then they shouldn't give up. They should do what, what they feel like will get there. Just like when I was really heavy after my third child. I'm like, I can change this. It just, you know, took time and time made me to the confident person that I am. Um, now regarding general life, I think that, I think that people, if they have a passion in something, they should go for it no matter what. Cause I feel like you're the, you do the best where your passion is. So like, if let's say I have a passion in dancing. I'm like, I never knew that it would go into a business, but since I had such a strong passion for it, people felt it and they started asking me to do dance lessons for them. They started asking me to motivate by their daughter's vomit. So my first vomit, so was when I was 16 years old, I was still in high school. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, sure you want me to do it? Like it will become into something, a business for you. It'll become into something that you could do during for like, you know, the rest of your life, it's something that you're really passionate about. So I always say not to give up, but people are like, how am I going to do that? Like, that's not going to bring me money. Like you, I never knew that I would have a dance studio. I never knew that I would be doing Bob. I never knew I'd be going to cabs and school. I never knew that this would, what this, I've never knew I would be choreographing for all these shows. Like it's something that, you know, came with time. So I do believe that everyone should be strong with their dreams. If they want to make it come true, it can come true. I love that. Thank you. And where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? So they can find me on Instagram at my aunt Davis, my name, double A in the beginning. No one could ever find me because I have M-A-A-Y-A-N. Um, or they can, um, or they can lay me on my, well, basically there is the best place to find me on Instagram. And then all my contact information, like my phone, if they want to hire me for an event is there. And my email, I believe is there too. <laughs> but like my, by the way, my go-to saying, by the way, is bring out the magic in you. Cause everyone has that magic in them and they just have to bring it out. So that's like my, like motto, like, like the thing oh, that yeah. I want but I'm actually putting it on my t-shirts. I'm excited. Like on the back of my shirts, when you like bring out the magic in you, cause I start off every like event, like let's make magic happen. And then at the end, I always say, thanks to everyone for bringing out the magic in you. We had the best time. Like that was like, those are my words. Cause like, I feel like everyone has like superpower in them. They just have to bring out. So that's like the magic in them. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Amazing. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining me today. This was so wonderful to have you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 